Hey there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Night of Living History. Um, I have a guest on today's episode. Her name is Annie. Um, Annie, you can say hi. Hi, guys. All right, so we're going to be talking um, in this episode about Jack the Ripper, and then we're going to move into the next episode, so it's going to be kind of a two-parter. So let's go ahead, let's get started, and let's get spooky. Okay, so hi, everybody. We're talking about Jack the Ripper today. Um, Annie works with me at uh, an unnamed location that I'm not going to talk about. Digging graves. (laughs) Yeah, we we dig graves (laughs) together. We're diggers, (laughs) part-time. Yeah, totally. Um, it's still bodies and stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so she actually is into all the spooky stuff like I am, and um, I think you were the one that kind of brought up Jack the Ripper when I told you about the podcast. I did. So when I first met you, I found out you had a podcast about creepy shit, Yep. and I was like, how can I politely ask this stranger to please <laughs> let me be on her podcast without her thinking that I was a psychopath, so... Thank you. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity. I feel very honored. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very famous. And, uh, I, I'm not. That's fine. Uh, well, um, <laughs> you are. Um, and I'm not, and that's cool. I do this for fun, and I think it's cool that I have somebody that I can bring on to to talk with me about stuff, because as I was telling Annie earlier, which obviously wasn't recorded, but it's hard for me sometimes doing these podcast episodes to think that there's people who enjoy listening to me talk by myself. It's a little bit easier for me to talk and be myself when there's someone else, like, kind of having dialogue with me. So, thank you, and, um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into this. So, Jack the Ripper, everybody's kind of heard of him, you know, at some point or another. This is actually my first time looking into the facts behind who he is and, like, the stuff that happened. So, before we jump into him and the actual crimes, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history surrounding the area where the crimes took place. Um... Everything's fine. Yeah, no, everything's fine. fine. So we, <laughs> I was just talking for like a good, I don't know, two minutes. I wasn't recording. So now we're recording. Back on track. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm going to start over again and repeat everything I just said. Mid-18th century Britain, um, they experienced an influx of immigration. There was a lot of Irish immigrants coming in. Um, Jewish refugees were fleeing pogroms in Tsarist Russia at this time. Um, the parish of White Chapel in London's East End, which is where these crimes took place, was super overpopulated. Um, lower class poverty surged in this area, making living and working conditions really shabby. There was a lot of robbery, violence, and the mortality rate among young kids was really bad. So kids were getting sick and people obviously couldn't afford to take care of them. So I'm going to use the G word. So Whitechapel was the ghetto, is what you're saying. <laughs> Basically, yes. Okay. Whitechapel was the ghetto. Um, insert the Elvis Presley song. I oh, love that song, man. <laughs> bump that shit. Right? It's so good. It's so sad and so good at the same time. I know. Um, so women often turn to prostitution, um, which I think the politically correct term today would be sex work, but I'm, we're going to use prostitution a lot just because for the sake of that's the word that was used at this time period. So they used, they turned to that a lot because it was an easy, not really an easy way to get money, but it was an acceptable way for women to get money. I mean, you couldn't just go down to like your local McDonald's and be like, yo, get a job. Get a yeah. job. Yeah, women couldn't really hold property and stuff, so this was a way for them to make money um, respectively, I mean, not really respectively, it was kind of frowned upon, but this is just how, that what they had to do to survive, basically. Um, in October 1888, London's Metropolitan Police Service estimated that there was about 62 brothels with 1,200 women sex workers in Whitechapel. Dang. Yeah, so... The Bunny Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> basically, the, the ghetto Bunny Ranch of London, so... Cool beans. Um, 
Economic struggle, struggle was kind of married with the rise in social tensions between 1886 and 1889. Um, have you ever heard of Bloody Sunday? I have. That uh, is, was in Ireland. So it took place in London, but you're, uh, you're on the money the there. Ir- okay. So it was Irish workers that were protesting about the unemployment rates. Gotcha. Um, and it was a huge clash between police and these protesters. So I know because of the I'm YouTube. The super YouTube impressed right no, now. That is all Bono. <laughs> that is not me. I'm still impressed. Regardless. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> you have good taste in music. And you know, Thank so. you. Thank you. <laughs> there was also um, a lot of anti-Semitic crime, uh, racism, and so. Um, there's that. So there's the, we're setting up the stage here. Yes. So now we're going to talk about the actual murders. And Annie is the one that also told me that there were people called ripperologists. Yes, there are people. This is their job. Yeah, which is, I mean, and after you know reading all of this and stuff, I can I can, I can see. Oh I, yeah. I'm like it's really hard to not get obsessed with this. It's just amazing that something that happened that long ago is still just a very current topic that people discuss. Like, yeah. people talk about this still. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is crazy. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> there is, so there is a lot of murders that happened in this time period. Um, however, we're going to be focusing mainly on the canonical five. Ah, uh, yes. So, the five, um, so, again, the, the police who investigated all these murders in Whitechapel, um, basically only linked these five murders to be done by one specific person because all of the kind of trademarks of the murders were similar. Um, otherwise, I mean, it's really unknown. I mean, it, it could be more, but this is this is what we're going to focus on. So on Friday, August 31st, 1888, at approximately 3.40 a.m., the body of Mary Ann Nichols was discovered. Her throat was severed by two cuts. One um, severed the tissue down to her vertebrae. Um, her vagina had been stabbed two times. Lower part of her abdomen ripped open. Um, by a long, deep, jagged wound, exposing her bowels, and there were other several abdominal wounds. So she's kind of the first one. A week later, on Saturday, September 8th, 1888, the body of Annie, that's weird, Annie Chapman, (laughs) she was discovered at approximately 6 a.m. Her throat was also cut with uh, two cuts. Her uh, abdomen was cut open again, and um, entirely, an entire section of flesh from her stomach was placed on her left shoulder. Um, another section of flesh and small intestines were removed and placed above her right shoulder. Um, her uterus and parts of her bladder and vagina were also removed, which is... Yay! Yay. I, I never really, like, read the details before. I think that's why it became such a big deal, because obviously, you know, <clears throat> murders and mutilations had occurred before this, but I don't think that we had witnessed something to this level before. Right, and I think also in this time period, um, I could be mistaken, but from my history courses, this was also like setting the stage for World War One. So prior to World War One, printed news was becoming more of a thing because you know that's just how people knew, found out stuff was written news. So they had more of a, um, they had more of an outlet to be able to inform people of these things. And these crimes were pretty bad. Like in my head, I'm like. You just shot somebody like back in the old days. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> they probably had more stuff happen, but you know, it just so happened it was like a perfect storm of media becoming available and you know, all this stuff happening. So, yeah, and then now we're gonna go into the next one. So, oh, the invest, so into Chapman's, Annie Chapman's murder, the investigation, um, there was somebody that they had talked to who uh, discovered that, or not discovered, she claimed that she saw Annie with a dark haired man. 
with a brown steer, a deer stalker hat and an overcoat on, which is kind of where we get like that image when you think yeah. after a brief thing of the dude with the hat. Yeah. And the yep. cape. yeah. <clears throat> so, and she's not the only one that uh, people, witnesses later say that they saw her with a man who looked similar. Um, from what I was reading, there were a lot of people that said, like, it varied. So some people would say, oh, he was well-dressed. Other people would say, oh, he's shabby, which yeah. is kind of like a social thing, too, because what does mm-hmm. well-dressed mean to somebody, you know? And there was a big deal about this. Like, this could not be an upper-class, educated English man. Oh, yeah. There's no way yeah. that someone that dignified could have committed this crime or these crimes. Too ghastly. Yes. Absolutely. So then um, the last, or last one, the last two... That's two, I think. There's one more after that. No. Okay, so the next two. Um, Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes were both murdered in the early morning of September 30th, 1888. And I actually have my own theory about this one, so this is kind of exciting. Stride's body was discovered at approximately 1 a.m. She only had one um, incision on her neck, um, severing her left uh, carotid artery and trachea before stopping right on the underneath the right side of her jaw. Um, many believe that the Ripper was either not responsible for this murder entirely or that he was interrupted. interrupted. Mm -hmm. My theory is that just from judging, I don't know, it could be just, it's just me. I'm not an expert, obviously, but I think Eddowes is the one that interrupted him. And I'll talk about that in a second. So her body was discovered an hour afterwards. Um, So Catherine Eddowes' body was discovered an hour later. Her throat was severed from ear to ear. Her abdomen was, of course, ripped open, intestines placed over her right shoulder, and a section being completely attached and placed between her, uh, detached, sorry, detached and placed between her body and her left arm. Her left kidney and a major part of her uterus was entirely removed. The way her face was disfigured, I saw to that. Me, I just watched a show before you came over, and I was like, wow, I'd never seen an actual photo of it. Oh, I mean, what? There was a picture of it? Yeah. They, I mean, there was the nothing. The freaking me wants to look this up later. Oh, I'll show you. I had it on <laughs> before he came over. Yeah, so the way her face is disfigured to me tells me that she was the one that interrupted him. Because his her nose was set. Oh. It's like being nosy. There was, so in this documentary um, that I watched, I guess he wrote a letter. There was a journal that came out later, and he said that her nose bothered him. So he cut it off. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was more like, oh, she's a nosy bitch. It could be. Who knows? We weren't <laughs> know. there. Seriously. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who did it? Um, so then her, her cheeks were also slashed. They were they were, had cuts vertically incised through each eyelid, so he stabbed her in the eyelids. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts to me. Yeah. Like, you can't see shit now. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. And then there was uh, triangular incisions pointing towards her eyes carved on both cheeks. Um, part of her earlobe was also recovered with her clothing later. I know. Gross. So one of the suspects, it was a wealthy businessman. I believe his last name started with an M. And people were saying that he that those vertical incisions yeah. had spelled out an M. Oh. Oh. Another cool. theory. Who knows? I mean, I love that though. This is this is part of the reason why I asked you to talk to me about it. Hey, yeah, we've got different different info. I like it. So, and that, yeah, this that's awesome. So. That, I mean, we're, I mean, I have a list of suspects, too, so. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's more than I have listed, because who the fuck knows. Who but, knows, yep. But yeah, cool. Awesome. So we'll get to that in a second. Um, Mary Jane Kelly um, was the last of the canonical five. She was discovered on Friday, November 9th, 1888, at approximately 10.45 a.m. She was found on the bed of her single room where she lived. Um, her face was disfigured beyond recognition. She got it the worst. Yeah. 
Did you see pictures of that too? I did. Holy shit, that's it amazing. It was gone. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm not amazing in a good way, obviously, but like no. that's intense. Yeah. That's crazy. It's to me. A, I can't wrap my mind around like if I'm driving home from work and I hit a rabbit on the road, I'm upset about it. And there are people just out doing this type of shit and like sleeping like a baby at night. Yeah. This and it, to me, I mean, there's got to be something mentally going on absolutely because there's no way like like you said like I the first time I ever ran over a rabbit I'm pretty sure I stopped I stopped my yeah and there's a difference between just like murdering somebody and then you start going into this like sick twisted mutilation shit which is yeah premeditated murder is beyond me I just yeah like you're just you're they're done like you're turning Mm -hmm. them off forever like the life is gone so, yeah, this stuff nice. is still shocking to this day. Oh yeah, even the shit that happens, even even just shooting somebody today, it's like, well, oh, yeah. you just decided that that was your option. It's wow. insane. Yeah, um, and then so her throat was also severed down to the spine. Her abdomen was actually emptied of all of its organs. Um, her uterus, kidneys, and one breast was um, cut off and placed above her or under her head. The rest was near her foot. Sections of her thighs and abdomen were placed on her table side. Right? And then her heart was entirely missing from her. Yeah. Um, so the murders um, were at one point being blamed on Jewish men in the community. Um, there was a chalk graffiti that was found near Edo's um, bloody apron. Um, and it said, the Jews are the men that will be blamed for nothing. And the word Jews was misspelled. It was. It was spelled with a U. Yeah. I spelled it correctly in my notes. And I thought, wow, that's really weird. But they also spelled That's true. Weird. Things were different, yeah. And I also think. British people spell things differently than Brits, man. Can you imagine <laughs> being an English prostitute with that accent? No. Oh, man. I don't even, like... I Can I wax your knob for ya? <laughs> I can't even take, like, sex seriously with a British I know. accent. Like, I know. Give it to me harder. Like, oh, man. That, that and the Boston <laughs> accent. Fuck me harder! <laughs> Jeez. I'm yeah. so glad we don't live in that time period. No, go California. We we'll go 2022 <laughs> exactly. so far. Yes, so far. Oh, well. Uh, so far. I mean, <laughs> it could be better, but I guess you're right. It could be worse. That's true. We could <laughs> be hooking true. in Whitechapel. <laughs> My dogs are in the background, so I apologize. They're not ghosts. Uh, yeah, no, they're two huskies and a German Shepherd throwing themselves up against my door right now. So we also I normally have got Harry snoring in the background. Okay, good. It sounds like somebody's farting. Okay. Like, it's my fault. I swear. Perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so there were dozens of murders, like I was talking about earlier, between the years of 1888 and 1892, speculated to be attributed to Jack the Ripper. Only the canonical five were linked to the police um, to be done by a single murder. We talked about that already. Um, the women in these cases were accused, and even I believe up to this point, to be prostitutes. But there's a social historian named Hallie Rubin. Um, she argues that Nichols, Chapman, and Eddowes were not prostitutes. Um, Stride was the only one. She Well, Stride only occasionally prostituted. Part-time. Um, part-time yes. prosty. So, <laughs> basically, yeah. So only when she fell on hard times, when money got tight, okay. or when she was going through any kind of emotional distress, which... I can kind of understand. Yeah. But like, who doesn't want somebody to be there and make you feel desired when you're feeling like shit, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Um, there's no evidence, though, at this time that showed that she was soliciting at the time of her murder. So I have a question. How would they have records? Would it be like you had been arrested? Like, how would they be able to prove? Because, I mean, you're not filling out a W-2 and putting your occupation as a streetwalker. Well, no, but at the same time, I mean, there were logs in brothels and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. um, Of customers and, I mean, 
I mean, it was also like I want I want to say there's like probably a lot of people help kept diaries. And stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't look into that. That's a great question. This is why primary sources are important. Um, I just trusted her because she was a social. I historian. just wonder weird shit like that. No, but that's a good thing. That's that's the way you're supposed to think. You're supposed to be able to check your sources because if you don't check your sources, I could fucking tell you the sky is purple, and once you go look at it, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. So yeah, um, the only verified prostitute was actually um, Mary Jane Kelly. Okay. Um, in her view, um, the social historian Ruben, she claims that. Um, in her view, the claim that Ripper murdered prostitutes was a consequential notion derived from misogynistic and class-based prejudice, which made sense. Like, if you were a poor woman, I you know, kind of try to survive on your own, like, oh, you must be a fucking prostitute, because there's no way in my mind, well, in the mind of a noble person back then or somebody who had money, that you could be surviving by any other means. You're not yeah. smart enough, you know, <laughs> and it's like... There's definitely some misogynistic things going on with like the stabbing of the vagina and the oh, yeah. of the uterus and definitely and I think like the social attitude back then towards women was I mean we were just like right above livestock yeah barely yeah yeah livestock might be a little bit more important yeah actually, probably so. sell more yeah so we're gonna talk about the suspects now um Montague Druitt was probably the one you were talking about. That was his first name. Okay. Um, he was a barrister. I, I don't believe so. I had to look up what a barrister was, but it's basically a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, a lawyer, a teacher, and, and he was interested really heavily in surgery. Mm -hmm. um, he disappeared um, after the murders and was found dead months later. Um, this was the suicide. Speculated. This one wasn't the suicide. Oh. There was another one that was a suicide. But okay. This one wasn't. This one it didn't. Spe I didn't. I couldn't find anything that said how he died. It just okay. said that he was found dead later. Um, a lot of people also thought that he was insane. Mm -hmm. um, the next dude I'm going to mention is Michael Ostrick. He was a Russian criminal and physician. He was placed in an asylum due to homicidal tendencies. So, and this one also didn't say. I don't remember if this one was one that was a suicide or not. But the third guy um, that I, that was like namely mentioned was Aaron uh, Kosminski. He was a Polish Jew um, who hated and had a hostile attitude towards women, especially prostitutes. Um, and he was hospitalized in an asylum months after the last murder. Mm -hmm. He's also, so there was another DNA um, thing that was done in 2019 that actually points to him yeah. as the primary suspect. However, that DNA evidence doesn't condemn him. So there's not enough there. Yes. But there's a lot of people that say that he's probably the one that did it. So Kosminski was a barber. Yeah, he was a barber too. Yeah. You know who else was a Polish barber? This girl right here. That's another <laughs> reason why I have a connection to this case. Dang. But you, you know, identify. back then, barbers did medical procedures. Barbers had medical knowledge. Yeah, I mean, you kind of you kind of had to because if yeah. you're taking care of somebody's hair and skin, yeah, you couldn't like not do it. You know, they did like bloodletting. They did major, not major, but like minor, you know, procedures. So yeah. I mean, you would have to have some medical knowledge to be in that field, but the other thing about it is that I think in a, one of the cases or two of the cases, the liver was removed, Yeah. and you really have to know, you have to have medical training to locate that organ. That organ's a very difficult organ to locate, apparently. Yeah, and they were also saying, like, the way the incisions and stuff were made, like, you would have to have a pretty strong idea, like, or, or strong knowledge of human anatomy in order to know where to cut, either that or yeah. a butcher. The only thing they could come up with is this person was either a doctor or a butcher. Or a veterinarian. Or a vet, oh, I didn't even think about yep. that. Yep, or a barber. Oh, man. But the other thing, too, is if you think about it, he's on the street, so he's got to do this fast. Yeah. I thought that makes sense, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't think about that. I mean, what do you figure, maybe 15, 20 minutes before somebody's going to stumble by and see you cutting up? Yeah, I mean, body? it was done at, like, the early morning hours, but at the same time... There's people out. Yeah, and it's not like... And it was done, like, out in the open. Yeah, like, yeah, literally on the sidewalk. Yeah, and then um, another thing I didn't mention yet was... Um, whoever the murderer was, and it could be the murderer or it could be just people wanting attention, sent dozens of letters mm -hmm. to the police. Um, and uh, I think at one point they even sent part of one of the victim's bladders yes. to the police or the liver, like you mentioned. That was the letter that was uh, the return address was from hell. Yeah. So oh, that's okay. That's where the title for the Johnny the Johnny Depp movie that you gotta watch. Yep. We're gonna. I'm gonna mention that too. So places to visit. There's actually a Jack the Ripper museum in London. Can we go? Um, absolutely. Yes. I want to fucking go. Yes. This looks amazing. They actually have rooms set up. I was looking on the website. It's like, oh, this is dope. They actually have rooms set up with drawings of the crime scenes, information about the actual victims, like all okay. kinds of stuff. Wow. So that's amazing. There's tons of books, obviously. And then the movies I was going to mention, because Annie's been asking me to watch From Hell. It's a movie with Johnny Depp in it. It's about Jack the Ripper. Um, this movie sounds amazing. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm planning to watch it tonight. But if you're into this, check it out. Um, and we're going to end this part of this episode here, and then we're going to jump into H.H. Holmes. And the reason we're going to do that, and I'll explain at the end of that episode, is there are a lot of Ripperologists who actually believe that H.H. Holmes and Jack Ripper were the same person. The same dude. Yeah. Not only that, I'm about to... No, I'll, I'll save it for the next episode. So, we're going to end it there. Um, so, listen to the next episode. Um, thanks for listening, and stay spooky. Thanks, guys!